Good morning to everybody. Welcome to our visitors. I don't know if we've got any visitors in here physically this morning, but it's great to see you. Uh, you're welcome in Jesus' name and on Zoom as well. Uh, great to see you as well. I can't see you, but you can see me. Um, and uh, lovely to have you, and especially if you're visiting, we do welcome you. Um, let me set my timer. Otherwise, we won't get home. About three. I should do it, shouldn't it? Last time I spoke to you, it's a real honour. Um, last time I spoke to you, I spoke incredibly quickly. And I did listen back and I thought, oh, I'm going to slow down. So if I'm going too fast, there's a lot to pack in again. Just wave at me, I won't take offence. Um, th- yeah, you, ju- you can just shout at me, I think that's ideal. Um, I'm going to talk to you about something that actually, we, we've kind of had a couple of sermons on the last few months already. And all week, the enemy's been going, mm, you've had it already, what are you doing, you can't get your, you know, any material of your own, etc., etc. I've tried to put it to one side, and it keeps coming back and keeps coming back. And the reason it keeps coming back is because I believe that the, church wants to, uh, the Lord wants to speak to this church specifically. And when we prayed this morning before the service, it really occurred to me that I know that when you... When you're in church circles, we can often talk about another level or a new season or a different chapter and it can get overused and then therefore if you dilute it too much, you don't know if you're in this new season or in this new chapter or whatever it is. But clearly the Lord is taking this church somewhere exceptional and it's an honour. But it's going to be tough and like Chrissy said two weeks ago, there's two ways, there's the hard way or there's the really hard way. So what I'm going to talk about is, is something that I know, um, and forgive me if I've forgotten anybody, but I know Stuart you know, touched on it, um, I suppose, quite heavily last week around Psalm 23 and spoken about it and, um, and just spoken about it, but in slightly different ways. And you'll see where I'm going with this and I can't help what I feel that the Lord has put on my heart. And I think what I'll do is, I think I'll pray first um, and then we'll go from there because the prayer was further down, but let's, let's, you know, we've already ripped up the script three times this morning, sort of I changed the order because this is what I feel that the Lord wants to do. Um, Lord, we come before you this morning as a church in love with you, Lord. We revere you, Lord. We honour you, Lord, and we want to be obedient to you, Lord. And we want to hear you. And Holy Spirit, as we said this morning, you are so welcome. I ask you to speak to us this morning, and Lord, this is potentially going to be a challenging word. But Lord, as we do go into what we feel is this new season, this season of expectation, this is the year of expectation and we're halfway through it. Lord, I ask that you would prepare our hearts. Holy Spirit, speak through me. I cannot do this without you. May any word that I speak that is not of you fall to the ground. I am not interested if this has not come from you. And if I've got any of this wrong, I pray that you forgive me now. Lord, this is... This pulpit is a a sacred place where I do not want any wrong word to come. So Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would flow through this vessel now. All for your glory. In the name of Jesus, I ask it. Amen. Let me make this clear before I start. I'm going to speak about anxiety, but I'm also going to speak about the peace of God. And then, so we, when we've had 
the, word, the picture this morning from Vienna. Now, she, she knew the subject I was speaking about, but she didn't know any detail, and I do not believe that there is any way that she could have known the way that that picture fits into what I'm going to say, because I've been locked in my study, um, and even at five o'clock this morning, this is rewritten. So there's no way she could have known. And with what Lu- I didn't know what Lucy was going to say in communion. Let me make this clear, because some of the stuff I say will be quite robust, but I'm not judging, I'm not here to offend you. I believe this is probably quite a robust word, because I believe the Lord wants us to be really as well prepared as we can be, and dealt with so that when we go out into Stratford, I don't mean just Saturday, but, but when we take this town by storm for the Lord, that we are released from the holds of what the enemy tries to keep us enslaved by. It's a daily battle. We are in a spiritual battle and it is not nice. It is not pretty. It is ugly. So anxiety is a silent killer. I think it was an anaconda. An anaconda wraps itself around its prey and then when the prey exhales to try and get another breath, too late, it's wrapped itself around again. And this is what anxiety does. Jesus said, the thief does not come except to steal, kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. In John 10.10. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a scripture and then I'm not going to go back to it until the end. Normally you sort of have a scripture and you, you pick it apart. But you'll see what I'm doing. Three times in the Gospels, we hear of the wind and the waves obeying Jesus. So we're going to go from Mark 4, 35 to 41. Mark 4, 35 to 41. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and they said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, looking a bit deeper into this storm, this was a hurricane. It wasn't a bit choppy. It wasn't a rough channel crossing. This was a hurricane. Now, I'm not a scientist, but Force 9, I think it was. Not, not pretty. You know, really violent storm, waves anywhere, really alarming. And, and frankly, if I was in that boat, I would have been pretty terrified as well. So that's the, that's the, um, the context. And here's the subject, anxiety. Now, I am no doctor, psychologist, psychiatrist, counsellor, expert. So here's the caveat. I'm doing in 20 minutes or 30 minutes what is a lifetime's work for a lot of people. I'm not looking to be an expert on it. I'm not looking to give you miracle cures. But what I am, well, I am looking to give you miracle cures, actually. Because I'm giving you, all I'm going to do is give you the word of God. And then it's up to you what you do with it. And it's up to the Holy Spirit what he sort of touches on your heart. 
there's books, there's sermons, there's degrees, there's, you know, in, like I say, in, entire life's work. I can't cover that in 30 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it's going to be. But I've just kept, kept feeling this week, it's better to preach it than not. And if there's one thing that you take away from it that changes your mindset and draws you closer to being in the mindset of Christ, hallelujah, glory to God. You know, we need to be sober, we need to be vigilant, but like Peter says, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And that spirit filled born again Christians. He wants to pick you off. How does he do it? The mind a lot of the time. He doesn't say he walks around seeking who he might pester or who he might irritate or who he might just sort of prod a bit, whom he may devour. He is out for you. His tricks are dirty. There are no rules for him. So this is why we need to be equipped. Now, when I talk about anxiety, I'm talking about, I mean, the range is almost limitless. But, you know, I'm including stress, worry, fear, self-doubt, self-loathing, self-abuse, self-harm, panic attacks, depression, Substance abuse, you know, pessimism, phobias, self-pity, defeatism, you know, a mindset of like, you know, typical, just my luck, or, you know, Murphy's Law, as they call it in America. I won't say what they call it here. Um, And depression, but I want to pause, and I really do want to acknowledge, you know, there are some, some serious mental injury that can occur through depression and trauma and everything like that. And what I don't want to come across is like, hey, snap out of it. I understand. You know, I can, I've seen the effects of serious mental health difficulties. And I see it on a daily basis in my job. So I'm not, I'm not trying to be flippant about this, but understand what I am trying to be serious about is that there is a living God who heals today, who changes lives every single day that this planet is still turning by his grace. I looked at some of the phobias, and we all know agoraphobia, claustrophobia, those sorts of things. But things like elevator phobia, as it sounds, phobia of going in elevators. Trypan- oh, I can't even say it. Trypanophobia, fear of needles. And here's one. And these are real for people. I've had, I've had some of this. Catagelophobia, fear of embarrassment, where the enemy whispers in your ear. You are going to make a fool of yourself. Right now, he's sitting there going, who do you think you are? What makes you an expert on it? All these people are looking at you and what they're thinking all the time. It's real. And if you get to the point where you can't walk into a room because you're worried about how people are going to perceive you, that is powerful. That is all-consuming. That's the anaconda wrapping around you. You take the breath out and it's wrapped even tighter around you. So this is real. And the enemy knows it's real and that's why he uses it. So what am I getting at? The thing is, folks, we're in a spiritual, we're, this is, we're a spiritual battle, but the battle is not half an hour long or two days long and then we all go home and for tea and medals. This is until Jesus Christ comes again. But he's coming again. And he has the victory already, but it is up to us to draw on what he's already given us. I'm going to pick up the Bible because I want to keep referring to it. It is up to us to draw on what he says in this book. It is no good sitting on a shelf. Fear not is in the Bible. Now, I might have got this wrong, and I haven't researched it to verify it, but fear not is in the Bible 365 times in some format or other. 
I'll leave that there. Two words that paralyse every single one of us in some way or other to a greater or lesser extent in our lives. What if? Horrible words. Horrible mindset. Because the rock that you think you are standing on whipped away. What if this? What if that? Something as simple as, what if we run out of biscuits today? What if we run out of milk? What if the water goes off? Right the way through to, what if this building collapses? What if, what if I have a crash on the way home? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? All the time, what if, what if? And he'll, he'll bombard you, and he'll keep throwing at you. And then just when you think you're clear of it, it starts again. Now the thing is, the world, and I've got to credit John MacArthur with this, but this is really interesting. He points out that the best that the world can offer you is management of your stress. Well, you've got it. That's it. You're going to have to live with it. But we can, we can manage it and we can deal with it. Now, like I say, if there's any psychiatrist in the building, I apologise if I'm sort of completely trashing your work. I'm not. That's not my point because I know that there is a place for medicine and experts and everything like that. Don't hear me wrong. But what I am saying is let us not take that compromise that the enemy says you've got this forever and you're just going to have to live with it. Wrong in Jesus' name. Because that word says he heals all of my diseases. If you find yourself doing the what if, boy, do I do it. Just stop yourself. And we're going to do in a minute, we're going to, we're going to grab the word of God. And we are just, it says, the word says it is sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts through everything. So I'm moving around a bit. It's a bit much keeping up with me. Nick, can we have the diagram, please, mate? Those on Zoom, I don't know if you can see this. I apologise if you can't. I'll describe it. I've nicked this off the internet. Um, it's a meme or whatever. Is it meme, kids? Dad, you're so embarrassing. Whatever it is. It's a picture on the internet. That's the nearest I can get. I saw it on somebody's desk. That circle is everything that I worry about. That's a lot of things. I say I, we, because you all do too. That's everything that I worry about. That's a lot of stuff. Finance, house, education. Kids, family, church, running out of milk, running out of biscuits, everything, cost of living. Right, uh, next one please, mate. So we'll call it that, things I worry about. Next one please, Nick. That, there's no mathematical science to this, so I can't get get the exact um, proportions. But that is things that could happen versus things that I'm worrying about. Next one, please, mate. That is things that actually happen. <laughs> you might just think it's a gimmick. Take it or leave it. I don't mind. It works for me. Because when I look at that, and I've got the Lord saying, don't worry, and I'm going, yeah, but I've got all of that. And he says, well, that's what could happen. And if that's what actually happens, I'm with you anyway. I've got you. Now, Got to be careful, sort of sounding too flippant. But what have I got to worry about then? Oh, you don't know my situation and, and stuff's really serious. And like, yeah, no, I get that. And I'll come on to that in a minute. I do understand. But I'd rather bring that than not. What exacerbates it? I'll come out of the way just so you can see that. We don't help ourselves. I know we don't help ourselves. But 
sometimes we've just got to be aware, like the what if, we've got to stop ourselves, like a phobia, well, I've just got this phobia, I've just got to live with it, it's just, uh, you know, it's something that, that I'm always stuck with, no, the word of God says no, and I'm, I, I know you're saying, well, you know, there's not a lot of scripture in this, and this is just all based on, you see in a minute, we've got so much to just absolutely cut this all down, lack of prayer, lack of word, Squeezing God out. Life is busy. Idols. We talked about that when I spoke about um, Amos a few weeks ago. But what you feed your mind on as well. Let me tell you a little testimony <clears throat> very briefly. When I was, um, and I know I say this as a 46-year-old man who's you know, not particularly in touch with the world now, and not particularly cool, but when I was a teenager... I started to get drawn into um, a lot of dark metal music. Uh, and it was an outlet for me to sort of really express my frustrations at life and my anger. Look, God, basically. But I didn't keep it in check. And looking back, I realised I subjected to myself and I subjected myself to and voluntarily fed my mind on a lot of negativity. How can I turn around to God and say, well, it made me feel better? If I'm choosing to feed on that. Now, that's just, look, that was me. That was music. That's just, that was my vulnerability. And I've had to just really, I've had to just shelve most of my record collection from, from, my, from my teenage years. And that's just what I'm comfortable with. I'm not saying that's what you've got to do. But I'm saying your eye gate, your ear gate, they're the real deal. Now, it might be TV or films or um, books or whatever. And I'm not saying throw out your book collection. I'm not saying cancel your Netflix subscription. But just think, if you are struggling with anxiety, if you are then going home and switching on for three hours, murder, adultery, fornication, drug abuse, etc., etc., in all seriousness, how can you expect your mind to be washed in the word and be renewed according to Romans... Like I say, I'm not minimising the effects of you know, depression or trauma or, 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 or mental illness. Don't get me wrong. And I don't know anybody's situation. All I'm saying is, this is what I feel has been revealed to me. I'll leave it with you. How can God know how I feel? How can, God doesn't understand me. God doesn't, God doesn't get sort of like just how much pain I'm in. Well, let's have a think about how Jesus felt in Gethsemane. And how he felt when he was in the courtyard being whipped to within an inch of his life. And then they did take his, well they didn't take his life because he lives forever. But do you know what I mean? But his physical body died. Yeah. Moses, two million whinging Israelites. That's going to play on your mental health. <laughs> Gideon, 300 men. You're going to be sitting there going, you better be right about this Lord. Praise God he was. Esther, risked death yeah. by walking into yeah. the king's front room. Yeah. Joseph, sitting in the bottom of a pit, accused of rape, wrongly. David, just all the way through the times we see David's mental anguish. Elijah, terrified for his life. Proper, proper stress, anxiety, on the say-so of a demonic queen. And he just, you know, he'd had victory. Jonah, Jeremiah, hideous persecution. Stephen, stoned to death. Paul, where do you start? 
and persecuted Christians right now. So I believe, here's what I'm saying, I believe the Lord is saying to us as a church, let me deal with this. Now I've got to get a bit of a move on, but is this okay for now? Because I don't think we can go year on year on year on year. I'm not saying we are, but I'm just saying here's the warning. I don't think we can go year on year standing in the same place, saying to the Lord all the time, well, you've got to help me with this, Lord, and not receiving what he's offering us to try and get over that. I think that's the challenge from the Lord. I think think if we know that this church means business in terms of bringing the gospel to the hurting people of Stratford-on-Avon and the wider area. However, the enemy knows that too. And like I say, there are no rules with him. So therefore, I think the Lord would say, come with me. This, this is all tied in this morning. Pre-prayer this morning, pre-service prayer this morning. Two words from ladies who sought the Lord, heard from the Holy Spirit, and it absolutely endorsed what's going on here because it was about being childlike and being obedient. Because what most of the scripture I'm about to give you now is commands effectively from the mouth of God. And so therefore, we have got to be like children to receive that. Otherwise, pride kicks in. So the solutions, well, the solution is the peace of God. And so much of the peace of God, you feel is elusive. You feel like sort of, um, we talk about it all the time. and and, And it's not just an absence of conflict. It's not just feeling okay. This is in every situation, despite whatever anxiety, stress, mental anguish is going on, it's knowing that God is with you every single step of the way of that. I'm not quite sure what I'm trying to articulate here. It's being filled with and abiding with the Holy Spirit and giving it all to him and letting him have it. And I'll tell you, it's not in money, it's not in booze, it's not in sex, it's not in power, it's not in popularity, it's not in likes. You show me a TikTok or, sorry kids, whatever it is, Instagram account or something, whatever it is, with a million followers for somebody who supposedly, absolutely got it all together and is something that somebody really wants to follow. If they got a million followers, I'll show you 950,000 girls with shockingly like low self-esteem or whatever, thinking, I wish I could be like that. And one of those people is that account holder themselves. Now, I'm generalising and I'm saying I'm really anti-social media or anything like that. Not saying that. I'm just saying, look for the lies of the enemy that tell you in the world that your self-worth is in this or that or looking like this or using that or whatever. It's all lies. It's deception because that's what he uses. And that's where you're going to find the truth that's going to absolutely shatter it all. Can we have the um, scripture up, please, Nick? Thanks, mate. Right. Be anxious for nothing, says Paul, but in everything, by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving. There's how to do it. Let your requests be made known to God. And here it is. Here's the promise. And the peace of God. I can't even get that bit out. Which surpasses all understanding. So there's no doctor, no scientist, no psychiatrist will tell you what that's like. Because only God can do it. I'm ranting a bit. Like I'm passionate about it. You can tell and I pray about it all the time. Because this is, this is a serious threat to the church. No wonder the world's anxious. 
Because they haven't even got the hope that we have. I cannot imagine. We'll guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now it goes on. Finally, brethren, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard, I gate, ear gate, and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Not maybe, not will be with you for a time, will be with you. Do these things. It is not difficult. There's, there's just bits I've got to miss because we, we've got we to crack on with what I do want to do. No, wait. 25 minutes. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So just really quickly, Isaiah 26.3 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. John 16.33, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And here's the key, Romans 12.2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good. That what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Let's go back to that. Renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Don't be afraid of bad news. Don't be afraid of sort of switching on the news. You know, be careful how much you sort of like meditate on it. But don't be afraid of switching on the news and sort of like getting the bad news. Because Psalm says he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. So we don't need to worry about that. I'm not minimalizing what's going on. But just start habits. Could you both do the uh, do the um, bundles, please? Right, <clears throat> I haven't got enough for one each, <clears throat> but I want us to do this as a church. So there's about four per row, so you'll have to share some of you. Um, and um, just take one, pass it on, as it were. Um, and then if you've got any spares, we'll, we'll sort them out. Um, this is, um, let me just give you a bit of context around this. This is a, um, this grew unintentionally out of an anxiety that I can't even remember what it was, but we were on the way to school one day, dropping the kids, and um, we started understanding the importance of um, the armour of God. And... Then it added an extra verse because we thought, well, hang on a minute. We've got our armour on, but we need to understand the weapons of the enemy. And so therefore we said, no weapon formed against us will prosper. And over the past what, seven, eight years, love, every day we've said this in the car, on the way to school, on the way to the office, whatever. And it has grown and grown and grown. I just need one as well because I will forget it even though I know it inside out, back to front. Right, what I'd like us to do is read all this out together. Feel free to take that away. I'll get you more copies if you want. But this is basically, it, it's, it's scripture snapshots, okay? But it's memory verses. And this is the sword with which you slay the mental health difficulties that the enemy tries to throw you away. I understand that there's, extra, there's treatment on the side. And this is not sort of read this and like you'll be free of everything. But what I'm saying is, let's, let's just... 
what works for us is it disarms the enemy and it declares at the beginning of the day, right enemy, listen to me, this is in my heart. And anything you throw at me, I've already declared that in the second heaven, the God of angel armies is working for me. Right, should we read it out? So we start by putting on the armour of God. We know what that is. Right. No weapon formed against us shall prosper in Jesus' name. For greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. Keep going because I'm going to well up. And every tongue that rises up against us shall be condemned in Jesus' name. It's for us who can be against us. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I submit to God. I resist the devil and he will flee from me in Jesus' name. For he is the God who heals all of my diseases. And he has given me all authority to trample on scorpions and snakes and overcome all the power of the enemy. Knowing the truth shall set me free. Lord, today I ask you to give me wisdom, discernment, strength and courage and all of the fruits of the Spirit in your mighty precious name. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I will not worry, I will trust in you. I will not worry, I will trust in you. Lord, please show me your plan for my life. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, for you are the lifter of our heads. We shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Holy Spirit, use me, fill me, flow through me. Have your way in me this day, I pray. Thank you, Lord, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The apple of your eye. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. The whole earth is full of his glory. Thank you that I am fit. Sorry. Thank you. About love and of a sound mind. Therefore, I will be anxious for nothing, but in everything with thanksgiving and supplication, I will make my requests known to you. Do not fret, it only causes harm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Folks, I know that I've split up Philippians 4, 6 and 7 into two parts and it's maybe not contextual and everything like that, but I'll tell you what, that works for us because that is just us declaring every morning the word of God and we don't have to carry this with us because it's in there and it just grew organically, didn't it? Just literally six weeks of one verse, no weapon formed against us shall prosper and then the next week, you know, for greater is he who is in us so we added that and it just, that's what worked for us. Take it, leave it, it's up to you but put it in your Bibles if it helps you because I tell you what, it doesn't half help me. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, so... um, like Chrissy said, you know, life is going to continue to be tough. There's two ways, the hard way or really, really hard. Um, but I want us to just understand something. And this is where we start to, to bring the scripture that I, I spoke about at the head of this. Where Jesus is in the boat, he's asleep, he's in perfect peace. He knows what's coming. There's no surprise to him what happened. But he's in the boat. He's in perfect peace. They come, understandably, they come to him panicking. Don't, Lord, don't you care that we're going to perish? They're in a hurricane. They're not in a, a light breeze or choppy waters or feeling a little bit green. They're in a hurricane. 
He stands up and he says to the wind and the waves, peace be still. And they stop dead. Now, I really toyed with the idea of not doing this, but I just felt the spirit lead me to do it. I think we need a a response. I I know not everybody is necessarily going to resound with what I've said, but I do believe that we all do need to make sure that our minds are in check around how we're bringing our troubles and our cares. And that's why it brings into to, to what Vienna said this morning around how we deal with these anxieties, etc. Oh, I'm really going to expose myself now. Right. Part of me getting rid of all the negative music that I used to listen to a long time ago Music was, is, was, to an extent, quite a part of my identity. Love it. Have it on all the time. It just Some people paint, some people clean the house or do ironing or go walking or whatever. I, I love music. And it was quite a... Um, what's the word? It's no hardship, really, in the bigger scheme, is it? But it was quite a... For me, it was a big draw, to, to, wasn't it, love? And the problem was, heavy metal, when I wasn't walking with the Lord gave me an identity and you get a culture and you get a group of people same as sports fans same as I don't know anything really any hobby birds of a feather flock together and you and you 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 you, you, you're in a scene and these people become your friends and you all encourage each other. Have you seen this new band? Have you seen their on tour? Da, 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 da. And you all and, and it, 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 it's a spiral in a way. When if you're not in a good place and you haven't got yourself in check and you've put yourself in spiritually dangerous situations, um, you're really not helping yourself. And you are allowing the enemy portals and legal rights to do his work within you. And that's very dangerous. And therefore, like I say, this is not a condemnatory word, but this is a word, and I'm getting to the end now, this is a word where I want to encourage you, where, look, let's be aware of what the enemy does, but let's also understand that it's yeah. all in there how we can protect ourselves and deal with the past as well. Yeah. Nothing is beyond Christ's reach. So, when I say I'm going to expose myself here, I'm about to confess to you my love for very, very unfashionable music. <laughs> my, my kids are never going to speak to me again. Oh, God. Right. There is a man called Bill Gaither. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I had to go and find another genre of music to love. And I tried this and I tried that and I just... Uh, I have fallen in love with Southern Gospel, um, sort of, uh, you know, sort of, I don't know, almost call it country if you like, you know, whatever. Now, a lot of this became quite big in the mid-90s, early 90s. It is not cool, okay? (laughs) But it's great. (laughs) And it's theological. Some of it's not, but it's generally theological. Okay, there's a lady called Candy Hemphill Christmas. 
who um, is, is like a, or was a gospel singer, and now she runs a, um, a homeless kitchen in Detroit or Memphis or somewhere like that. Does great work. This song that I stumbled across has brought me incredible peace because it sings of Jesus hand up to the wind and waves and says, peace be still. So what I want us to do, and as I say, not everybody's going to respond to this, and I understand that. I'm not asking for sort of like floods down to the front, but if you know that you need the peace of God in your life and you need to deal with any anxiety or just say to the Lord and just respond to him and say, Lord, I get it. You say to the wind, it's not me, but it's you say to the wind and waves, peace be still. If you need that, either sit in your seat, close your eyes, come down the front, kneel, whatever you want to do, but we're going to play this song through. We're going to put the words on there. Now, they're really easy to pick up because it's one verse and it just goes round and round and round. So what we're going to do, we're going to play it once and I'll just, between you and the Lord. And then Paul will close for us if that's all right, mate. And then we're going to play it again, but feel free to go on your way, have your coffee, chat, etc., etc. But if anybody wants prayer for anything that's been touched on this morning or wider, then we'll be here. The prayer team will willingly pray for you. Um, so I think we'll do that now, if that's all right, I think, um, Nick. And then, yeah, I mean, we'll move that. And then um, once we've played it once, so respond. And then for as long as you need, the altar is here. Let me just finish. There has been a real theme of being obedient and being a child this morning. And the Holy Spirit has worked wonderfully. What I'd say is, bear that in mind. We are children of God. But we are children of God. He's the Father. So it's Jesus that says to the wind and waves, peace be still. It's Jesus that says, enough enemy. My word says this. Now, we, we quote this, but what we're doing is we, we are invoking the power of Jesus, the authority that Jesus gives to us. So when you are responding and meditating on this, and I would ask for, for the first round of the song that the service is not over, and that's part of it, and we just quietly meditate on it, either at the front or in your seat, whatever you want to do. Second, second way, after Paul's closed, feel free to be on your way or be here as long as you want. Thank you for bearing with me because it's been a longer one. But I just think it was a really important message for the church. If we are to go where God is taking us, this is something that I feel we've got to start upping and pushing the enemy back and drawing the line and saying this far no further. Enough is enough. Now, I've only been on this earth 46 years, but I tell you what, it does. It, what these young people have to deal with now breaks my heart yeah, and makes me angry. Yeah, so we've got to keep praying yeah. because nothing's going to happen without prayer and word. No, yeah, no. And I know weeks are busy. I was listening to Carter Conlon the other day and he said, and he was talking about America and New York and everything like that. He said, nothing. What, what, nothing else is going to happen. What, what have we got left? The prayer meeting. And it's not an advert for the prayer meeting, but what I mean is, unless we get on our knees, unless we get in that closet and start really waging war for these young people and for ourselves, because it doesn't matter what age, because the enemy attacks, you know, no matter what age. Does that make sense? Okay, praise, praise God. Lord, I just pray during this time, thank you for your word, Holy Spirit. Thank you for 
for moving among us this morning. We are so privileged to, to, um, to have you here. And Lord God, it's really on my heart to pray for Anne and Arvel this morning whilst they're not here, Lord. I, I pray that you can pr- protect them, Lord. Lord, anoint them continually as you do, Lord. Lord, I just pray an abundant blessing upon them, Lord. Because the enemy will try and attack them. And folks, I know you know this, but we need to pray for them for their protection. Because they're our shepherds. So Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray. Holy Spirit, that you would just touch really gently on people's hearts what needs to be touched upon as this song comes on. Thank you.